welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer from the challenging times to the victories of one's dreams, love, and life experiences. Through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue, it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary. We all come from different walks of life with different beliefs, but we all have similar desires and needs. Our paths are all so different, but yet we are all so connected. Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here today. I literally was sitting yesterday thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot believe we are days away from September 2022. Each night when I get into bed, I literally feel like I just got out of bed. The days are going by so fast, and I am literally holding on to the remaining weeks of summer. I mean, truly, here in San Diego, there's we have summer for a few more months, but the mornings do get a little bit more brisk, and the evenings get a little bit more cooler, and obviously the days get a little bit shorter. So I am really looking forward to perhaps the little slowdown and change in season. But um, I hope everybody is doing really well, and they are holding onto their seats and enjoying the waves lately. I know for me, I've been experiencing extreme highs and extreme lows lately. Um, The energy has been really wild, um, but it's been kind of fun to watch and and kind of, it's been fun to watch and be in it. So I hope everybody's doing really well and thank you so much for taking the time today to tune in. Um, I'm coming on almost a year in Um, to doing podcasts and I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in and enjoying this journey with me and I hope you're getting a lot of value out of the conversation. So thank you so much. In today's conversation, I had a refreshing conversation with my brother-in-law, Scott Feld, and my six-year-old nephew, Dax Feld. Scott has been in my life probably, I think, about 20 years now. And he's been a key player in um, helping me grow as well. So in our chat today, we explore imagination and the creation of imagination. I love this conversation because it's such a refreshing dose of exploration, playing and recentering that everything is possible. With this premise, Scott has created a whole business and tools around helping 
kids and teens to develop their inner superpower of imagination and being unstoppable. And with this, he's created and is the co-owner of Minds in Motion, which shows kids and teens their inner superpowers. He's a best-selling author of the children's book called Dax to the Max Imagination, which focuses on Dax's superpowers, his imagination, and he's developed Power Quest, which are interactive and powerful lessons for kids and teens to foster their inner superpowers, all centered around having fun and being impactful to become unstoppable and immessable with in their lives. I feel that this is never more is never more important and necessary to help teach kids and teens these tools with the pace and the pressures they face in today's society. So a little bit about Scott, he's been working with kids and teens for the past 25 years in the environment and entertainment business, and he's developed custom parties and a DJ company with his company Extreme Fun. He, he knows that in order for things to stick, it needs to be fun. It's been truly inspiring to see Scott transform and reinvent himself to recreating this new business and reignite his passions. He truly is in his element and living his purpose. And Dax is pure light, living his best life every day and just creating a way as a six-year-old. He's, he's a really awesome uh, little kid. You will hear that Dax's dream in the next year is to have Dax to the max at Comic-Con. I just love it. Get it like nonstop. I love it. Um, Dax and Scott have been on tour with their book signings for Dax to the Max, and it's it's so cute to watch father and dad just travel around and doing all their book signings. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope you're having a great summer. Enjoy it, and um, it's a great reminder to tap into our imagination and create. Have a wonderful day. And as always, if you so kindly feel inspired, please share this episode with a friend, family, coworker, and anyone in between, because I would greatly appreciate it. This helps me spread the love and commitment people have to making the world a better place, and I really appreciate it. And if you feel so kindly to go hit and follow this podcast and rate it and review it, I would be greatly appreciative. And finally, I always love to hear from you, so please feel free to share feedback and say hello at stephaniebrownyard at gmail.com, or you can find me on most social media platforms at Stephanie Brownyard. Have a wonderful day. Hello there. Hello. Good morning, you guys. I am so excited. This is the cutest thing ever. I have my brother-in-law, Scott Feld, and my nephew, Dax Feld, with me. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Well, I brought them on because this dynamic duo of mine and my family, they went and created a book. It's the number one best-selling book in New York Times. Not even close. I keep seeing it's like the best number one selling book or the best child book. Not number one. It's a a (laughs) bestseller on Amazon, which just means that it cracked the top 100 in its categories, which was um, personal development, life skills, growth mindset type stuff for kids. 
It did it in the U.S., it did it in Australia, which is what made it an international one, and it got as low as nine on Amazon's list. This has nothing to do with the New York Times either. <laughs> well, in my world, it's the number one book in the New York Times because uh, I read Dax to the Max, and I thought it was brilliant. I loved uh, it. And I think it's so cool to watch this and to see you guys go on your book tour and your book signings as the the dad and the and Dax, Dax to the Max. Yeah. And um I just wanted to share this wisdom with everyone because I think not only is it really profound for children, but I also think adults could actually really benefit from this book. Yeah. Um, was that your, so let's actually go back. Let's talk a little bit about your background, Scott. Um, and then we'll, we'll introduce Dax too. Cause he's like, I know, I mean, we've been in each other's lives now for like what, 17 years. You and I, a little yeah. bit longer, a little bit longer, yeah. 19 if we include dating of your sister as well. Right. Well, it seems that way. And you've actually you've always been an entre entrepreneur and actually a mentor to me throughout my life. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> well, well, and you would listen. <laughs> and did yeah, I did we I would have our surf sessions out in the water. And of course, they were always confronting and I never wanted to do the things that you told me to do the, the board meetings yes yep out yeah. in the surf we've done we've traveled the world together um we've gone to some very cool places together and then this little dude came around <laughs> and he is just pure magic yeah he's the best pretty yeah magic. <laughs> are you magic dax you know it <laughs> so this book so let's talk a little bit about your history scott because you've been working with kids now like pretty much your whole career in many fashions and during COVID, obviously, with what you were previously doing, kind of halted your business and you kind of just, I loved it. You were like, I'm not going to be victim to this. And you completely like transformed your whole life and now on a whole new path. But in, in a path that I actually see that was always going to be your direction because you've always wanted to motivate and be like speaking and that's what you kind of did, but let's have you like kind of share your timeline. No, that was really good. Um, yep, I owned an interactive party company for kids and teens for about 25 years here in San Diego. And you're exactly right, it got pretty halted. However, um, for the last maybe 18, 20 years, I've been studying personal development, life skills. I've been doing it from both a spiritual side, also more of just um, sort of your coach side, which would be like your Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor type people. Mm -hmm. um, Sort of, you know, taking all of that. And when I saw what you said, kind of what was already inside of me and what I wanted to do, and then I saw the need for it because the pandemic caused a lot of stress, anxiety, and fear for kids. I thought maybe I, I, I thought maybe I should transition to something else. And so I created Minds in Motion. I had an idea to, to create an online program that was going to be recorded that kids could listen to and get, you know, confidence and get pumped up, turn the, turn the corner on, you know, them getting pushed down and all the stuff that might come with that to lifting them up. However, it was only the start of a good idea. Mm -hmm. As things evolve and you stay with them, you learn more and more and you run into people. And I actually thought I was giving up 
Extreme Fund, which is the party company for this. What I was shown by actually someone who had worked with Tony Robbins for about 20 years, who appeared in my life, funny thing, he'd always been there. His office was two, door, two, do, two doors down from my office for six years. However, we only waved hello to each other. I found out he had been a trainer for Tony Robbins. He had a studio inside of his office. Anyway, so he showed me that I was integrating. Uh, you don't throw away 25 years of you know experience, mm -hmm. take it to your new thing. So that's when it became an interactive um, company that showed kids their inner superpowers and how to become unmesswithable and unstoppable in their lives. And in doing that, we created what are called power boxes. So power boxes are filled with Play-Doh and kinetic sand and glasses. And that's, the, that's all through Minds in Motion that you created power boxes? Yes, exactly. Okay. So it all integrated into something that's an interactive experience for kids so that it's a power party. It's a power quest. They get power, but it comes from the inside out and they do it in a fun, engaging way, which is. So you have, so you have minds in motion. That's like a course or module, so to say, to take kids through these like confidence and building. But then you, along with that, you send these power packs to yeah, them in conjunction with like the courses that they go through? Yeah, exactly. So we call it the keys to unlocking your inner powers. And so each key has a different prop that goes along oh, with it. So the first cool. thing you get is you get your key ring. Your key ring is all about awareness. What you start learning is that on the journey, you're gonna find out things that you can't see from the start line. Mm -hmm. However, what happens is we stand at the start line going, oh, I don't know how to do it. So we don't start but you're not supposed to know how yeah. to do it. You're supposed to start so that you can learn how to do it, grow uh -huh. in your awareness. So that becomes the key ring. So we show kids just that part right there so that they'll get started on the journey. And then we talk about what's in the book, which is imagination. Mm -hmm. And we talk power of it. And we talk about not controlling it, but we talk about directing it so that it's not just running wild and making you afraid and scared. And you're thinking all these bad things could happen or going to happen to you, even though they haven't you can actually direct your imagination and turn it to things are good i'm confident things are fun it's an adventure it's not scary you don't make up people are not going to like me or accept me you start thinking about how great you know so you start turn tuning into your imagination and you mm -hmm. start and that's really important i love that so much because i know for me like i feel like my imagination as a child just got like stuffed right and um I think, and I've seen you guys parent, and that was such like a huge part of like your parenting was, and I know like Darcy, that was really important for Darcy to like do creativity and imagination. So is that part of like, also I'm sure your parenting skills or like what you've learned in parenting kind of like fostered in that too? Well, I've learned probably the most parenting as a kid, but um, you know, in the beginning, your sister and I decided that going to kind of do a no screen type thing for the first mm -hmm. three and a half years in order for him to develop his creativity and imagination right so we just found that if you're just watching tv or the screen doing it for you then your imagination gets limited mm -hmm. you don't muscle it's a muscle you have to build up right mm -hmm. and so you don't really know how to use it so we're hoping that dax does right he creates things all the time he's very creative um 
And so we want to make sure that Dax, though, knows how to use his imagination. Because when things get hard, they get stressful, you go into new territory, your imagination's pretty strong. Yeah. Tries to protect you, even if you don't yep. need And it says, you know, this is too scary. What if this happens? Oh, my gosh. And you can start seeing pictures of bad things happening. And you don't want to do it. You don't want to go anywhere. A little bit about what this book's about. But when we get into imagination, I don't know if I have one here with me. I do. We use Play-Doh, right? Just as mm -hmm. an example. So, you know, Play-Doh in itself was somebody else's imagination. We tell them that everything is imagined. You know, the phones that they see in the, I, you know, Zoom that we're on, the door mm -hmm. that's everything, right? And so we tell them that, you know, this, you can think about what you want it to be and you can create it. You can bring it out into the world. It wouldn't exist unless you took action. Now, if you were like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can create it. I can't do it. It's going to be too hard. That might stop you and stop you. If you were thinking, oh, my gosh, if I make something, I tell people what it is, and then they laugh at me, and they go, oh, my God, that doesn't look anything at all like a starfish or whatever you're trying to mm -hmm. make, then that means something about me, right? I don't like that, mm -hmm. so I do it. So we try to free them up just using Play-Doh and just go, hey, just going to imagine whatever you want and make whatever you want, mm -hmm. okay? and you're bringing it out into the world and then you know we set the context and let them know that's what you can do with your ideas and your thoughts you can actually direct them you can think about what do i want to do what do i want to make what do i want to have what do i want to be and then you can set your imagination on a course going towards that that supports it right so it's like finding the imagination directing it and then it's also like we don't have to figure it out like just take one little step and then the the path will kind of form, right? Because I feel like we're, I mean, it's actually something that I'm battling now is like, I'm supposed to know everything. And if I don't know something, and then like, I'm a failure, or like I messed up. So it's interesting. And that is obviously taught at like a young age, or again, I've developed that. And I'm sure a lot of people have that same patterning. But right. it's kind of well, that creating take, this. That takes us to key number two. I don't mm -hmm. have this. That talks about the programming, the conditional mm -hmm. thinking we have right so that's something that based on our own whatever we heard from our parents whatever they told us our grandparents friends when we were growing up what we saw all got in there blah, 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 right mm -hmm. process it we use it right oftentimes just subconsciously we don't even know that we're using it mm -hmm. so that runs our life and it runs our show so what we tell them is that's like the autopilot right mm -hmm. it's playing for you okay mm -hmm wrong with that if you've programmed it the way you want it taking you where you want to go right so if it's been programmed not to take off because it's too scary out there mm -hmm. or takes off to get back home as quick as you can it's too scary out here bad things happen out here and what we want to do is become aware of that that's the key ring right we become aware of something and then what we want to do is decide make a choice to reprogram it with thoughts and words that would support us right so yeah, it's new, but it could be an adventure. Yeah, it seems a little bit scary, but I don't have to let it be scary. I can let it be exciting. And so once you start changing that programming on purpose, then it sort of flies with you and takes you where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. it, becomes, it becomes your new automatic, right? The thing that's good. And then we talked about the neural pathways, and that's the kinetic sand is we have to continuously give energy and focus and attention to those thoughts that we're creating the new ones because the old ones are so deep so ingrained we've been using them for so long right so there are ones that we go to they're the trail that we see so we're going to create some new ones with a little patience and time to make those and really have them be the go-to 
we let them know they have grace with themselves and patience with themselves. But to start doing it, doing it because the quicker they start and the more they do it, the faster it will happen for them. And they'll right. get that's so interesting. So what is the age group that you like cater this around, especially too? Cause you're saying like, I mean, hopefully if you get like little ones, like you said, like you started training Dax at the age of three, but again, you can't like put them in a bubble. Obviously no. he's getting it from everywhere. So, um, well, the idea is that when he gets it from everywhere, and this is part of the becoming unmesswithable is that it'll like bounce off of him. Right. Mm -hmm. Our superpowers built up, mm -hmm. you know, so that's the point of all this. So the, to answer your question, the book is for three to seven. Mm -hmm. And then the first um, power party power quest is for eight to 12. And then the second one's 13 to 16. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. So the books, it, book is three to seven, three to seven. And then the eight to 12 and then 13 to 16. We have two separate gotcha. courses. I yeah, we pump quests because you okay. want to exploration sorry yeah that's where i got confused because it went from like my to the to the quest to the power boxes so there's a lot going on there so the, the everybody who does a quest gets a power box so i just started one with a kid in new york right he just uh -huh. turned and so we mailed him a power box it was delivered mm -hmm. he opens it up and then i go okay we're going to be doing you know key number one open up your power box grab your play-doh so while I'm teaching them about imagination and creating from nothing and having it out in the world, he's doing it. Are these live sessions with you or are they like pre-recorded? Oh no, they're live. They're live. So they're you live. personally coach every single kid that goes through the program, all like the different quests. Yeah. The, oh. uh, the business is just small and growing. Who knows one day I might have other coaches. Mm -hmm. Part of the plan is to have the original, which would be a recorded version. Mm -hmm. Getting it nailed down, nailed down, nailed mm -hmm. down. Feedback yeah. before you go put something evergreen out on the internet, because usually you get that first chance. You can't be like, oops, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. I wanted mm -hmm. this. So taking our time on that. Now, we also have power parties. Power parties are larger group ones where together, and those usually meet like once they meet for two hours, they meet for four hours, or they meet for eight hours, right? And depending on which power party you've booked and how many kids that are there, you get a certain amount of keys or tools. So in the two-hour one, you don't get a power box. It's more conversation, interactive conversation. In the four-hour one, everybody gets a power box, and we go through all six keys to unlock your inner powers. So it's like solution versus problem. It's a battle, right? And so solution thinking versus problem thinking. Right? We think about the problem and it's huge and it's big and giant and the solution's like hidden way back over here. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the problem, but then all of a sudden you become aware that there's a better, different way. You can acknowledge there's a problem and start searching for a solution, thinking solution, 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 problem gets smaller, solution comes and solves it. So that's one of the, an example of a battle key. I love all this. And it seems like it's all created around fun. Yes. Right. It, yeah. Their kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And then, so Dax to the Max, you, how did you get that idea? Like to just then go write a book? Cause I like, have you, are you big into writing? Well, that's something <laughs> about me is that I've always written. Like when I was a kid, preteen, teenager, I wrote a lot of poetry. Oh, look at you. I wrote stories. Yeah. Have you written Darcy some poems? I have. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then when I was about 24, I went and lived in France for a year. Mm-hmm. I went and lived in France for a year. I wrote a book, a petit livre. A propos de différence des jeunes français et des jeunes américains. So, if you look at the difference between American and French cultures, as I saw it, uh-huh. I stood on corners and I sold my book. I sold enough books to live there for a year. Oh, how cool. There was a little town called Fokoki that was very hippie. I wrote poetry every day and would just stand there and sell it. People would wait for me to come in, the American to come sell his poetry. Wow, and the the French like bought an American poetry. Yes. So they you love- would literally you would you would create a poem every day and then just sell that poem and that that every day was like enough for you to live there for a year. That and the petite leaf, the little book. Yeah, I did a oh, few okay. other jobs and I lived, you know, like you know, didn't shower for three days type stuff. <laughs> How cool is that? I actually did never knew that about you. Yeah, I did that. Look at you. And so, but that's like in in itself, like all about like imagination and like not knowing the steps and like creating the steps as you go. I would say that I'm the poster child for that. Imagine of what? One who doesn't know all the steps and just goes, "Yeah, let's go do it." I think I'll create. You know, and sometimes it's bit me, but I've learned a lot for sure. Right. When I imagined and thought of my company as a franchise company, it bit me. Right. It didn't work out. It wasn't. And you're talking about just for our listeners, that was your party company. Yeah. Where you were a party DJ entertainment company for kids parties. For kids parties. And I still am. I still DJ. I DJ last night. I Mm -hmm. I like to incorporate the two together. It's Mm -hmm. good. Last night, I DJed for a bunch of 13-year-olds in Orange County. And afterwards, after everybody going, wow, so amazing, so incredible, I then go, you know, I have this other company, too. And they go, oh, wow, wow, my kids need confidence. My kid. mm-hmm. So I may kind of piggyback the two. Right. And, and then also, too, you've created internal parties within your mind's emotion, right? Are those online, those parties? They're, so the power parties have to be done live. At this point, okay. the power requests can be done live or okay. Okay, cool. So, um, so sorry, going back. So you were living in France or so you always been a writer. So then COVID happens, right? And then your DJ party production company kind of goes on halt because we're in lockdown Mm -hmm. and, and it was through that, that you created the book, right? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. It definitely, the timing was there for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know how sometimes you just aren't quite sure exactly where something just came from although as you look back you connect the dots backwards mm-hmm. there's a great that you can only connect dots backwards mm-hmm. connect it backwards you go you know subconsciously because i had done this writing and stuff it probably was stirring up and it connected with opportunity and it mm-hmm. connected when any other things aligned like me having a son mm-hmm. right seven years ago i didn't have a son right mm-hmm. so but the it me to write a book about you know dads to the max so anything everything lined up the stars aligned i guess mm-hmm. that if if my focus and attention had been on like oh my god woe is me my party company the only thing i know for the last 25 years what do i do then i would have never saw this mm-hmm. it would have been there but i and and you know 
God or the universe, however your listeners like to say it, would have been saying, okay, here it is. Like the thing that you've been thinking about subconsciously, that book that you wanted to write, that kid's book, that thing where you wanted to do something really cool with your son. Here, it's right here. And I luckily was like, great, let's do this. Instead of being like, uh, party company and just sort of whispering me going, I have no time for that. Yeah. I've got to figure this out over here. Like make that work. Yeah. yeah. So how much did Dax, so did Dax and you write this together? No, but Dax did um, have a few thoughts about it. Um, our neighbor um, who he loves um, is in the book. We yeah. animated her. That's always weird when you move in and then somebody hates you. But we did it. Wait, what's that when you move in? What? Somebody animates your kid. Oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> and so, what is, so where's Dax? Right now? Dax still, yeah, is he still over here. here or is he long gone? He's here. Come here. Hey, you. He's writing Why? something. Because I'm you're, ready for you. We're going to talk about your book, and MTV wants to ask you some questions about your book. Okay. Just a couple questions. Just a, going back oh, just a couple questions. Thank you. <laughs> I got it. He has like the best boundaries ever, this kid. <laughs> Dax, how old are you? Six and a half. Six and a half. And so with you, I know you love your imagination. How many businesses do you have going on right now? Like a thousand. A thousand <laughs> businesses. Tell her some of them. Yeah, let's hear some of them. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I didn't hear that one. I forgot them. No, you didn't. <laughs> Here's the thing. Dax's businesses run on automatic so much, he doesn't even have to remember what they are. <laughs> this is true. But I have to say, it's really, I mean, I know the one Irvine. Can we talk about what Irvine is? Uh, are you Irvine. shy? Why are you shy? It's just me and your dad. I've been just working on the Irvine delivery station. Yeah. And where do these, like, where do you get, like, what popped into your head that, like, you're like, I've got to, like, you know, work on the delivery station today? <laughs> well, I saw so. <laughs> What's that? He saw it. He saw, sorry, you guys are going in and out a little bit on there. Oh, sorry, I don't. Mine was my first company. You were with what, with your first company? Irvine was his first company. Mm -hmm. Yep. And doesn't grandma work in Irvine? Uh, no. no. You fired her? I thought grandma and you owned, you fired grandma? No, she was never in that business. Oh, don't you guys have a business together there too? Yeah. They have a building company. They build. Oh, okay. Oh, Hotel Koala. Oh, that's right. You always tried to get me to stay at that one. I don't no, like the food there. No, no, that's the Fresno. Oh. That's our, that's <laughs> I love it. This is like amazing. And, but like when going to your house, your whole house is set up for Dax to create, imagine, I mean, the upstairs, the downstairs, the kitchen, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty natural when you have a kid. I think that happens to a lot of families. Oh, our, okay. our unique situation is that we have a loft, as you know, and our loft, what do you remember, Auntie B? What's that? What is our loft? Do you remember? Well, I don't think it's the same, but I think what I've heard, it's it's Disneyland, right? Is it Disneyland? Daxland. Yeah. yeah. So it, I envisioned when I bought this house, couches, little workout equipment, TV, 
up there. No, it's Dax land. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love it. So he's like full throttle in that. Like I know too, it's, it's pretty fun to watch. Um, and yes. I love how you guys foster, how you foster that too, and just let him do it. And now he actually like you guys have allowed him to start watching TV now, right? And does he even really want to watch? He doesn't really even watch it that much, right? No, he does. He he gets um, he gets about two hours a week. Uh huh. And he has some favorite shows. Uh huh. He's not into zombies. He's not into Star Wars like a lot of the other boys are. He likes. Peppa Pig and Llama Llama, all with really good lessons. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's it's really he does want to watch his shows and he he knows when he can watch them and how much. Sometimes he pushes it. He's six, right? Mm -hmm. And then he also has access to his first video game now. Okay. And this is a farm. So he builds a farm. He he plant he he grows wheat, turns it into bread, sells the bread, right? He does all of these amazing things to build up this farm. So I love it too because both you and Darcy are very much like entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial minded. Darcy's not anymore. She's not. She went mainstream. Totally. <laughs> but I love it because. That's like also so ingrained where like, yeah, he's always creating businesses and he takes a business and he like perfects it in his, in his world, which honestly makes sense because he's so pure. He's so genuine where it like, it just kind of comes out. <laughs> cool. um, so with Dax to the Max, it's a book and about imagination and you it's Dax and one of your neighbors who's like a really good friend and who he hangs out with all the time, right? And you he did, he did, he did a while at that time. And um, they go on some adventures and kind of like what you're saying is taking the imagination and kind of directing it, correct? So this particular book is one use of imagination mm -hmm. and it's of imagination over fear. So the book starts out with Dax just practicing the use of imagination in creating. He walks out, Lauren, who is the neighbor, points to the clouds, says, what do you see up there? He says, I see clouds, right? The, the actual thing without imagination, that's what's there. She goes, what else do you see? Like, I can see a flower here. You can? Yeah, use your are creatures right oh my gosh i can see like a, a i think i see a brontosaurus right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which poofs into a message and the message no he sees the wizard the wizard first mm -hmm. and he goes away and then it poofs into a message the message sends them to a cave right and there's a, there's a great quote that says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Mm. So I use the cave on purpose. So they go into the cave. Dax is very hesitant, right? The cave is an unknown place, right? And so because it's unknown, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Okay, So he's now facing his fear, right? So on purpose, he did this training of his imagination. Now he goes in and there's a bear there 
right? Now the bear's just sleeping. Nothing really happening at all, although it is a bear and we have thoughts about a bear, right? Jack screams. He ignites his automatic fear. The bear wakes up. The more Dak starts thinking, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, the bear gets a little bit angry and starts showing its teeth. Lauren tells him, oh, he says, we got to get out of here. We got to run away, right? Now, what you have to understand is the bear is what you're afraid of. He says, not today. Today, we're going to use our imagination in a different way, a more powerful way, a way most people don't use. I want you to change the thing that scared of the thing that you have fear into something fun exciting make it like a buddy make it like a cartoon you can do anything with your imagination just make it anything but scary. he goes hard 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 and starts doing it you know he thinks it's his only chance because what he wants is what's promised on the other side he wants the inner superpower he wants to be free of the fear that grips him and holds him like so many kids. So he does it. He gets so into his thought. What happens? He forgets he was scared at all. Mm-hmm. He's turned it around. And now he opens his eyes and the bear is gone from, I'll show some pictures here. Mm-hmm. He's gone from this. Which is a scary bear for those who can't and see. And you're igniting the fear. Yeah. You're energizing it, right? To this. A loving, happy beer. So anything that you're afraid of, you could turn into something joyful. And But you have to be willing, right, to change it in your mind, even though you still feel scared. I'm going to change it just to see what's available. And then once you're able to do that. So here's a perfect on-the-court example of my client from yesterday. I woke up to this on Messenger. Yesterday's session was all about his fear of being at his grandma's at night without his parents. Mm-hmm. For the last couple of years, he's 10 now, so the last couple of years, he's been calling, crying, upset, wanting to be picked up. He's got a fear. And he keeps thinking about how scared he is. Thinking about it, regularly, right, the bear. Mm-hmm. And so the message, so what we talked about today is we talked about, what if we just put that to the side for a moment, okay? And what if we create some stuff? How about a little soccer with grandma and then a little cooking with her, right? Do do a few things and have your mind off of it, okay? And then when it becomes nighttime, let's, you know, put some blankets up. Let's create a fort. So instead of scary, we're on an adventure. And so we went through the process of replacing one thing with another. And now he has choice at least. Mm -hmm. And here it's another choice. So now he chose this. And the message I woke up to today was for the first time in two years, Drew did not call us at all upset. And in fact, this morning when we talked to him, he said he had the best time ever and great to stay at grandma's. Then it said to say he was excited is a huge understatement. He was freed. Yeah. And nothing changed except for his thought about it. That's what the book's about. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I also think like, doing even these simple tactics is even useful for adults. I mean, you know, I could see too even like having like working with parents like eventually to help, you know, I think kind of so going this, hand in hand. This particular kid is he does it with his mom. Oh, okay. 
And he's the younger brother of another kid who did it with his mom and whose confidence grew crazy. Like, I mean, for this. I love that. So now Drew, his brother now already has in just two sessions, like been freed from a fear. Here's the best part. That's an inner superpower he has, but he can use that power for anything now, not just grandma's house goes off to middle school or wants to try out for this team, whatever it is that fear jumps in, he can go, yeah. Oh yeah, I, that thing I did at grandma's. Right. Right. And then it all's basically too, like once you go sleep over a friend's house or yeah, exactly. It all like train, like can use yeah. it, keep building it the skills. Yeah. yeah. Keep building but the skill. And then eventually it becomes, what's that? I said, you used to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm building muscles mm-hmm. yeah it's re- I keep doing it yeah <laughs> do you have plans for future books yes the second book has been written mm-hmm. and it coincides with the pilot that we're going to pitch for tv shows oh, so find wow. a shopping agreement with uh, a production company mm-hmm. that up on it through one of the marketing avenues they found it and asked if i'd be interested in a tv show i learned how to this was one of those moments where you start and then you learn you don't learn and then start they said well you know you got to go study some things you know to write a pilot here's some ideas okay so i went into study mode and then i went writing mode and so i've written it so in the second, in this first book, it leaves you with, I'm, you're, his, he's going to take his inner superpower out into the world. And not only is he going to need to use it, but he's going to gain more superpower. Okay. And it, it has them going to an island. Okay. Now, in, some, like an actual island or in the imagination? No. Well, I mean, for all of this, right? This is where we get deep. Did he really go into a cave? Was there really a bear? Right. Confronting a fear, right? Right. right. So is it an island or is this just an example of, of you, you going yeah. where you go facing what you face? Yeah. So. I love then we, it. Well, then we love to wow. say, you know, is Lauren really there? Or is Lauren sort of like your guiding voice? The intuitive voice that you have inside that says, look, you can't let fear grab you. So you go outside, you look around, and at first you see clouds, and you're like, you know what? If I use my imagination, I remember to use that because we all have it. Those clouds can become something. I wonder if I could use that over fear. Let me go to this thing that scares me, right? And right. let's see if I can use the imagination. Wait, no, I want to run away. No, wait, I want to stay here. I really want to get past this. I'm going to do it like Drew did last night. And then it happens for you. And then you have the power, like Drew has the power. So did any of this really happen? Or, right? Uh, I love that. I had also, too, um, that's, yeah, now I can see it where, like, yeah, does she, that's cool. I like that. Look at you. And then just to continue sort of on on that path, so the second book has them on an island. And in, Lauren, Dax doesn't like this part, but Lauren actually leaves and goes off with her kids, and, you know, the way she helps yeah, him. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. I'm going to say that I don't want to 
want this in my book. Yeah. So I'm not going to have it yeah. in my book. Yeah, he's very <laughs> nice. So I have to have a meeting. He's not going to have it in his book. you got to do some negotiating right now. I do. Okay. I know, I know. We'll talk about it. Let's not argue on it. <laughs> We're hearing it live. <laughs> my partner. <laughs> What's that? My business partner and son. Yeah, exactly. Well, I um, loved it because a few weeks ago we were talking and Dax had just come home for Comic-Con. Dax has gone to Comic-Con every year since he, um, I mean, since he was born pretty much because we would be wheeling him through Comic-Con in his stroller. <laughs> and you, what did he say when he came home? That he wants his own panel next year. Yeah, for Dax and the Max. <laughs> and I love that. It's like, it's it's genius, really. Like, I love that he can create those things because I know for myself and actually in recent weeks, I'm like, I just stopped dreaming. Like, I know things are, cre I'm like creating stuff all the time, but I really just stopped like putting those big goals out there like that. Like, yeah, let's have a panel like on, um, a panel at Comic-Con, you know, and I just think that's like really awesome that he, he does the that all the time. The thing that you just said is that at least you're aware of that you're not dreaming or dreaming. Mm -hmm. What happens is we build the muscles, right? So he can say that at six years old and he actually would be like, yeah, I believe that can happen. Why not? Mm -hmm. Right now, if we say it at 30, 40, 50, whatever, right, then people would be like, oh yeah, right. And then yeah. we're even ourselves we're like yeah that would be nice but you yeah know, the other people or whatever those special people but no they're the same as us they just built a muscle and the muscle was that they imagined they saw what they wanted to go for and they continued to go for it mm -hmm. even when they heard i can't do it or somebody can't do that. so how do you foster that though like he says something like oh i want to go have a panel at um at comic-con next year and yeah. that could or could not happen i don't even say could not why would i i say okay. let's go happen okay let's go take the steps and make it happen right here's the thing along the way right because it's always about the journey mm -hmm. if out as a goal we're gonna have quite a year right <laughs> right well that's if what i mean like it could like what yeah like it 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 can happen and it might happen in like two years or, you know, so like, how do you manage to, I guess when the things don't always, like even in your business, like you had this company and I guess maybe we talked about it. You had this dream and then it doesn't turn out how you think it is. And then the, the, then the programming starts or like the decisions made and we start thinking that way. Like, how do you, I guess, through your programs, do you have, like, tools where if it doesn't work out with what you say or because sometimes things might shift or we might, they might not look exactly how we think they are, but it's actually something better, but we don't maybe see it that way. Does that make, is that clear? We don't, we don't know and we don't need to know everything about how we'll achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. like you don't have to know everything about how an orange tree grows to eat an orange off of your tree you just have to know plant it water it put it in good soil 
if you do all that, chances are you'll get an orange juice and you'll get an orange. And you don't have to know all of the scientific botanistic stuff about it, right? You can learn it if you want to, but I say do that after you're eating the orange. Mm -hmm. And then, so we basically know the gestation period of say like an orange tree. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but maybe it's a couple months. We know how long it takes for a human baby to be born. Nine months, right? Mm -hmm. so we know these things. We don't know the gestation period of a goal. So what we do is we set a goal and we set a time, but we're guessing. Mm -hmm. And then we start heading towards that goal, right? And we learn all sorts of things. And because we don't know the path, we have to trust that if we're on the path, it will come to fruition. So just inside of this business that we're talking about, Minds in Motion, and that's to the max, remember, I started it with an online recorded thing. And I thought my path was, I'm going to make my millions of dollars and help these hundreds of thousands of kids through this product. I found out that wasn't it. That wasn't my In fact, it's so far off what I could have imagined from when I started I have to start imagining from where I get to. Oh, now I'm here. Oh, this is what people, oh, this is what's working. This is what's not working. Then I make this decision and take these new actions, all understanding that I'm growing. And the way that I stop growing, I stop doing. Mm -hmm. So that's what I let them know. You'll get there. You'll get to your goal or some version of your goal, right? You'll get there, but you have to go on the path. Now, if you say, like a lot of kids, like, I want to be a professional athlete. And most people say, well, that's really hard. You know, that's really hard. And why, do, why are we saying that to them? We're giving them our conditioning of what we think. There's professional athletes out there. Mm -hmm. So we say, go on the journey. Do the things. Now, here's what you're going to need to know. People who became professional athletes gave up everything else, right? Except for like academics. So you're going to have to balance academics and you're going to have to balance 4 a.m. workouts, practices. You're not going to have the social life. You're not going to go to the parties. You're going to do this. And you could go study some of the people, send them an email, ask them, how did, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know if they'll respond, but. You have to know that that's the path. It's already been a proven path. Are you willing to do that? And then you find out, are they committed to this thing, right? right. This, this professional basketball thing, because they see the result. They're like, I want to be that guy with the million dollars in the car and they're the one that everybody cheers for. I just want to be him. Well, you have to understand, he went on a path. And if you studied him, probably that path was not very direct. Right. But James was adopted by his coach because his mom couldn't take care of him at eight years old. This could have sent LeBron James to the streets and then to jail. No, right. no, LeBron James was committed to one thing. He gave up everything else for it, regardless of every circumstance and everything that was against him. Right. That's what I tell him. Mind blown. This is awesome. Yeah, pretty much. For your listeners, we also have an activity book available now. Oh, that's, that's an activity. Where do you get that? 
Is that on Amazon too? Yeah. All sorts of different games and stuff on mazes and things like that. So that is, so that's a workbook to the book to start getting like the imagination going. Yeah. It's games. It's plain, but yeah, it has to have some fun imagination work. Imagine what each line could be, then finish drawing it yourself is one of them. Right. When I love it too, thinking back, like you are like a, like an adult child. Cause even like your parties, like you would always, you love, like when you had your DJ company, you created like experiential parties for kids and teens which were all like based on imagination. The boss. Are you, coming, are you coming back, Dax? He wants to see this is the perfect thing. He wants to check something on his game. So we have a thing because his game does things for him. Like the farmers are working even yeah. with the workers. What? Oh, ran it over here. So um, besides to go do something, we allow him to check on his workers. Now you can see how beneficial this is, right? Because he's learning about doing some of the work himself, delegating, right? Having yeah. things done. You know, this is something as a business owner myself that I never mastered. Like right. I had a staff and stuff, but I can tell you when they were out doing work, I was doing more work mentally. Ah, are they doing a good job? Are they going to yeah. do? It was stressful for me. I couldn't be anywhere free. One of the best parts about what happened for me and the opportunity that I took is that I don't have staff anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, it was always the part that I didn't like. I, I loved training them. I still have staff from a long time ago who still call me and tell me, you know, how much of an impact I had on their life. So you're right. This was my journey anyway. Mm -hmm. So many of them just didn't get it not not this they didn't get like how to work like what <laughs> and so it was painful i went through you know 20 years of different staff and some of them i loved and and some of them were just so hard so anyway i'm just glad you know that i get to kind of just go speak and go lead and go dj and all of this kind of stuff you know that just brings in different ways something valuable right last night you know the parents in orange county at the big you know, country club, like we've never seen anything like this. And we've gone to so many parties and stuff. Like you are by far the best we've ever had. And we're so grateful that you were here. Yeah. That cool. they're paying good money. Good money. So so when I get that and then I wake up to what I woke up with this mom and, and the kid at grandma's, right? This is just all great stuff. Well, it's cool, too, because I just think of, like, the world that these kids live in now. Like, you know, we, there's bullying, right? So it's, like, creating, like, these whole kids to where that, that could, you know, you get one and then you get another. And then you are having, like, these super, uh, like, um, aware children that if they are getting bullied, they can... Or maybe it does. It probably doesn't even happen because they're not like attracting that. If you believe in that, like attraction, because they're like, yeah, they're, like aware and and of themselves. So mm -hmm. there's the um, the battle keys. Remember, I talked about the battle keys. One of the mm -hmm. battles we do is we do um, support versus approval. Okay. So many kids are out there looking for approval. 
will people accept me, mm-hmm. right? And changing and doing things based on that meter, which is a moving target, always moving, right? And then there's support. This is when you create what you love, right? You get in touch with what you love, what you want to do. You go towards it. And then the people that you're with, let's say that you found out you're a great, you know, you want to be an actor, actress, and a theater. You're now with theater type people. And even though there's still competition built in, you still have a support that you're all going for the same thing. Now that's inside of a container of something that you created. And then you can take that out into other containers in your world. But if you're just out there free flowing, just trying to like grab onto, okay, are they going to like me if I wear these jeans? Mm-hmm. I've had kids, teenagers tell me that they will stress over what filter to use on Instagram for hours. Mm-hmm. And then they do it. They will be so stressed out about whether or not they're going to get likes or people are going to say things. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding. Mm-hmm. That, that will bring you down. That's controlling how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're on an emotional roller coaster nonstop. Just imagine being on a roller coaster that never stops. Sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes your stomach drops. And if you do it a thousand times every day, you're pretty sick and nauseous, mm-hmm. right? You don't have a lot of energy. So I like to tell them, you know, it's a river. You got to get into your river and it builds up, right? You start it out and the snow starts melting and creating the water and the water collects and it gains some force. This is you heading toward what it is you want with the people and the motivation and the stuff that you need to keep pushing you. And as the river goes, it keeps going only in one direction. And when it hits the boulders and when it hits the sticks, right? It doesn't get stopped. It moves mm-hmm. around way to keep going. It ultimately has one place it's headed. It's the ocean. It's going to get there, right? As long as it doesn't stop, the river won't stop. But if you see yourself as the river and you're like, oh, stop, just ran into a boulder. Didn't expect that, right? Better get out here. So we like to get them inside of their own rivers, inside their own containers, heading towards their own thing with their own people who are supporting them, right? So that way they build up their confidence. And then when they're out into the world and they're not in those containers, there's a confidence, there's a power in there. So somebody comes up and says to you, hey, um, those shoes are weird. It doesn't matter to you. The other thing is you're not out there trying to impress people with your filters. You're not even playing that game. You're up to something bigger, right? Yeah. You're in that game when you're not up to something big, getting support, right? right? You're trying to fill some voids with this thing and it's not filling the voids instantaneously, maybe for a moment, maybe for an hour, but then it goes away and then you got to go deal with this other thing, this other thing, this other thing. Exhausting. Remember when we were kids, when they wanted to bully us or say bad things, they had to at least say it to our face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) More. Look, you can be totally anonymous and ruin someone's life. And that's yeah. stressful. That's stressful. So they yeah. just keep in that game. You know, it doesn't happen if you're not in the game. Right. Exactly. It, it, I love, I like that analogy of the river. I've actually never heard that analogy of like going down the river and you're just doing your thing and you move around it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not affected by it because you're like good with yourself. The world. <laughs> remember it starts and stops in the same place every time you got you went nowhere through mm-hmm. all and right and the thrills and stuff the river goes somewhere it mm-hmm. starts it'll drop and ends up 
in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Well, I love this work that you're doing. I think it's actually like, again, it's so potent, not only for young kids, but for like adults too. Cause I feel like sometimes adults are just children living out their traumas. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I do have some clients who are adults. It's a little bit different. I don't want them necessarily through the keys and stuff. <laughs> They're not using Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it might be therapeutic actually. Play with it. I, I do have a couple of adult clients. Um, they mostly are up to something and they're trying to figure out how to get it. So mm -hmm. um, them, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I'm in some different Facebook and Instagram groups and I post in them and stuff. And I do get people that come back to me from all over the world, which I love, right? Mm -hmm. What you just said really helped or they might post something. I go, oh, that's brilliant. And so I'm inside of that world at all times again kind of my own river mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and you're on your own river so I, i've gotten a couple of clients and a couple of people have been like hey um i really want to kind of do this thing like create this force around this emotional traumas i had when i was younger but i've kind of broken through and i found gratitude and forgiveness or these great um, tactics or ways to get past some of the stuff that's held on to me. And I'd really like to share that with other women or other men or whatever it is. Um, how do you think I can do that? And I, they become, you know, clients and I kind of mm -hmm. do book training and also sort of building up a business for them. Training. Yeah. I love that. Congratulations. Thanks. It's just Come begun. On. I right, know. Baby. It's really good. It's really good. I think we lost Dax. Yeah. He's not even in the room anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to run this show and then he's out. <laughs> he's uh, got to build up. We are going to be at Barnes and Noble at the Grove in LA um, on August 20th. And it's like, he's, he did this at the Encinitas one. So it's about three hours. Wow. That he, yeah, that and he's he there. sits there and he does, no, <laughs> he's Doesn't. over it. But does he, he sign does. his name? Does he do his sign name, sign his name? He's so good at it. He goes, D. A, X, and he does scribble because he sees me kind of do like a scribble. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Very good at it. And sometimes people will walk up to him. Maybe it's a teacher or somebody and they'll be like, hey, can you sign my book? And he's just, he's like, sure, happy to do it. Right? <laughs> I know. And he's like, it's cute. He's not letting it get to his head. Uh, well, he's not letting this get to his head at all, really. In fact, he seems to be almost like um, in a weird way that it's somewhat normal, which I like, but it's pretty normal for him for some well, reason. Well, it is like, cause I know like too recently, Darcy and I went to the Coldplay concert up North and he was like so devastated that he didn't get to go, but it's like a norm for him. Like, of course, I mean, cause you guys do such cool things with him, but he's like, yeah. of course I'm going to go to the Coldplay right. concert. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, yeah, he just lives this rock star. We say, like Darcy, I say it's like his rock star life because he just like gets to do all these cool, like going, going to Comic-Con from when he was a baby to like seven, you know, he goes every year. And that's great. And, and I think the one thing that we have to do is make sure he stays grounded and understands, yeah. you know, this is great. We want him to have all the most amazing things that there are in life, the best that we can provide that for them and the best that he get it himself however we also want him to understand the big world out there and how you know how blessed he is 
you yeah. know um and and i i think he gets it he gets it at school it's a funny thing because you know we live in a bubble he goes to a, a smaller bubble in a private school yeah. right inside of the private school inside that bubble they show the big world right they, so they show the big world they show them the bigger world they sh they really teach them about you know how how to be sensitive and how to be compassionate and how to be loving and caring and how to know that you know there are those who do not have and and that you know you can be a giver as much as a receiver there's a great um way that it was explained to me by mary morrissey who's been around the personal development world for a long time and she said if you just breathe in after a while you're, you're going to be uncomfortable very mm -hmm. uncomfortable and if you just blow out then after a while you'd be very uncomfortable the natural rhythm of life is to breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out so that's give take give take, give, give, take. yeah you have some really good analogies that kind of put it into really good perspective. That's, yeah, that's cool. But, um, well, thank you so much for this time. Got Ew. some good gems there. This was fun. I, cause I don't like, it's funny. We live, we're super close, but I don't think I've seen you guys really like probably in three years. <laughs> I think it was last. When? I think it was last Halloween. Oh yeah, I did see you on Halloween, right? Your yeah, mom we did our Halloween thing. But yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess I'm being dramatic. But almost coming up on a year. I know. Um, it's like crazy. I'm like, I want to see you guys more. But yeah. I know Dax. I know you guys have your book signings. You got like you guys are off. You know, Dax has got a busy agenda. We were kind of crazy. Always time for Uncle and Auntie B. I know. I know we gotta get together. Let's do this. Let's let's get in the river and go. Let's go. <laughs> well, thank you so welcome. much. You're welcome. I just said we have to stop talking about the river and get in. Get in. There you go. <laughs> let's do it. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend and please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.